What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Out and Proud podcast, a Fidelity Pride production. My name is Joe Shaw, and I am the host of Out and Proud, and I am hosting this podcast, which highlights a different member of the LGBTQ community every episode to share their coming out stories, both in general as well as at Fidelity, to show how they are living their best selves and are able to bring their whole selves to the table and are able to live out and proud in the whole wide world. Up today, uh, I've got Mr. Brian Walker. We get into a lot of topics, talk about his story, and it's another great episode. So stick around. I'll be right back after this. Brian, thanks so much for coming to the show today. And I really want to know, when did you come out? Um, it depends on who the person was. Okay. So I, I struggled with it for a number of years. Um, I think I came up to myself uh, towards the end of college. Okay. And then over the next course of years, between age 22 and 30, I came out to various friends and members of my family. Sure. And um, so it was, it was a slow... Uh, a slower process for me that I, I struggled with for a little while. Okay. Was it, because I know that there's been people, different people that I've talked to who've had kind of a, I guess a, a, a watershed moment where it was slow, slow, and then all of a sudden it just seemed to be happening every single day over and over and over and over again. Is that kind of what you experienced or was it really more spaced out one-on-one interactions? It was really, you know, spaced out over multiple interactions that for, for much of everything I was, I was really scared about the consequences of, of, of people finding out. You know, I was working in financial services in the South, and um, I, you know, worked really hard in school to right. to graduate, and I was just really scared that uh, if they did find out what would happen to me in my career. Sure. And what time period are we talking about here? I got my bachelor's in 1998. You know, it's and and you're talking about like 98, like right at the end of the 90s, and so you've got uh, there's a lot of different things going on. You know, you've got an economy that's trying to trying to get stronger and stronger. You got the dot com boom happening, and then also like you know we're out of the 80s, but I think there's still and honestly you could even still see in some instances today, but especially then I think there was still a lot of carryover of that kind of ideology of more I guess quote unquote traditional ways of looking at this is men in the workplace. This is how men work in the financial services industry. So yeah, I completely understand the the you know entering into that mindset and entering into that whole day to day routine about feeling very uh, trepidatious. I guess with trying to you know how and when do I come out? Do I come out? Is this something I'm not going to come out at all? And and so in in that work, did you ever end up coming out at that firm that you were working at? Um, I did. I mean, I think my boss's admin you know, approached me originally and she's like, do you know what they're saying about you? I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you tell me what they're right, saying about right, me? Right, right, right. Since you seem to know. Yeah. yeah. You know, over time, it definitely, you know, you're so concerned about uh, the consequences and then you, you come out and no one really cares. Sure. And, um, you know, the, the more you come out, the the, the frequency of it definitely, um, it just gets so much easier. But for this first couple of years, I mean, it was completely terrified i mean sure. i was still i was going out every weekend right and you know doing my doing what 23 year olds do um 
but at work it was just like kind of like a night and day just very compartmentalized sure now are you from the are you from texas and dallas fort worth area or yeah i grew up in dallas in a suburb uh, but i left uh, for college went to new orleans okay and um ended up spent about 10 years in new orleans between work Mm -hmm. uh, between undergrad work and then grad school okay uh, so I spent a lot of time there. I also spent a little bit of time in uh, Atlanta and New York during okay. that time period. Okay. So it's very so you're you're kind of bouncing around a lot in the in the South specifically, and then a little bit in New York, and and so it's really it's interesting to me how you see from a cultural perspective, right? There's a lot of you know, maybe a lot more of an easier time and acceptance in a place like New York or Boston versus, you know, maybe in a lot of the pockets of the South. And so did you find that kind of, and you talked about when you did come out, people, you know, didn't really necessarily care at that point, but did you find the the interactions that you had were one way in some place like New York versus Atlanta or New Orleans, or were they kind of like, no, they were about the same? You know, living in a city is, you know, different than like being right. out <laughs> right. in the far yeah. suburbs. Right. So regardless if it was New Orleans, Atlanta, New York, my interactions on the street were fine. I mean, that was never really an issue. It was just really always about the work stuff that really yeah. kind of concerned me because, I, you know, when you're young, you don't want to mess up. So you just, you know, kind of watch what you do and watch what you say. Right. And I think you see a lot of in society for sure, but also in, in a place here like Fidelity and, and see a lot more of a strive for inclusion, a strive for, Hey, let's everybody bring our whole selves to work. Let's all work together. We're a community here. We're working to better the customers or clients or whatever the case may be. It's, it's interesting to me to see how it wasn't like, I'm sure that there was some of that there for you, but I think also, because of the kind of person you are, you're very, you know, confident and outspoken and intelligent that you're able to put a lot of that aside. If that, that may have come out a little bit clunkier than I meant to, but, (laughs) but I think, I think you kind of understand where I'm coming from and that people are a lot more quote unquote willing to not care if you're this very confident person that, yeah, this is who I am. Deal with it. Kind of a thing. I'm here. I'm here for a job. I'm trying to be professional. Yeah, uh, but that confidence didn't come overnight. Sure. I mean, right. I'm, I'm 42 now, yeah. so I've had 20 years of, of practice in the workplace. And, I mean, honestly, Fidelity has been the first place where the, the employer took it seriously. Yeah. Um, it's been a really, really great experience in that regards in terms of um, not just accepted, but, you know, celebrated and, right. and appreciated for right. my differences and the different types of ideas and thoughts that I can bring to the table. Right. And how long have you been here at Fidelity? Two and a half years. Okay, nice. So, and then to your point, you talked about the fact that Fidelity is really the place, the first place that you've worked at that you've really felt that it wasn't just accepted, it was very celebrated. And there's been significant steps taken to, to put that forward, right? And not just talk about it, but actually do something about it. And the ERGs are one of the biggest ways. You are one of the co-leads of the Texas Pride Employee Resource Group here at Fidelity. So I want you to kind of talk me through a little bit about how you came to be one of the co-leads and what your experience is like, because this is your second year being the co-lead, is that correct? Yeah. So talk me through that experience as well. Sure. So when I, back in the day, 15 years ago or so, I was working in San Francisco. And even with... Uh, an MBA living in San Francisco, I uh, was really, you know, reserved at work. 
Um, I then attended my first ERG meeting, and then I attended uh, this conference. Okay. Uh, I think this is like 2008 or so. Sure. Um, and that experience really changed my life because for that, that was the first time that I met uh, other corporate people that uh, were working all across the country and were able to share best practices and you know, create a network of helping, e- helping each other out. And that really gave me so much more confidence that uh, at work. And then, um, you know, after I, and I, I got hit in a, a round of layoffs during the Great Recession. Right. And for the number of years after that, I was really kind of more of the independent financial advisor okay. route. And I didn't really have like that enterprise culture yeah. that we do here. So when I joined Fidelity, you know, I think within the first week or two, I emailed the co-chairs and I had lunch with, with Michael Jakubowski. And I was like, I'm here, I'm ready to get involved. And, you know, it was, uh, I had a little bit of responsibility uh, in the 2017 in terms of working with ex- external organizations and bringing them into Fidelity. But 2018 is when I assumed the co-chair role along with Jeff. And, um, you know, it's just been really uh, a great experience in terms of, having additional responsibility right. around the enterprise, uh, working with different people from different business units. So, but being able to to work with different groups from, ac- from across the, the campus has been really nice too. Yeah. So now I want to talk, uh, and we've done a lot of good job kind of highlighting a lot of the aspects that Pride does, both here at Fidelity and, and externally, and kind of what Fidelity means to you. But I want to kind of backtrack a little bit to, to when you – when you came out, so I know we kind of talked about it a little bit as well, but what was it like for you coming out to your, your family? How did that kind of experience go? Because I know it's different for everybody, and, and, and some people have positive experiences, some negative, some kind of in the middle, and so I kind of want to talk through what was that specific moment like for you? About how old were you? What was that process like? Um, you know, I had girlfriends throughout high school, and I dated a little bit in college, not much. Um, but uh, yeah, I was in New Orleans. I think my brother was visiting me. And I think I was 25 at that time, and I came out to him. And uh, what was that like? He he was upset that I didn't tell him sooner. <laughs> and um, so I just was I'd been you know, hanging on to this for years. Right. A couple of years later, I told my mom. A couple of years after that, I told my dad. And my dad was the least surprised. He's like, "Well, duh. I mean, <laughs> you haven't dated a girl in like 12 years." So yeah. Um, they're all they're all very supportive. Um, and then, you know, when I started bringing my now husband uh, to family functions like Christmas and stuff, they're always very welcoming and warm. So definitely got lucky on sure. that department uh, in terms of my uh, close structures um, being really supportive. Right. Uh, I think where I struggled in the beginning was just wrestling with the idea myself. And, sure. Um, you know, uh, back then we had nothing positive on mass media yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, LGBT and uh, that was really all I knew. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm really fortunate. I'm really happy to see um, all of the current media out there today. And so if you, we didn't have YouTube. So, you know, having that as an option for people to explore and you know, help them understand that they aren't alone and uh, that there's a world out there that they'll right. fit into. And what was that like? Just, I mean, I, it had to have been difficult with with trying to, you know, you talk about coming out to your family, but really working on 
I guess, coming out to yourself and realizing this is, this is who you are. Right. And so really going back and forth and, and not being able to have somebody or something to go, Oh, this is like me, you know, as far Mm. as like the media aspect, it's Mm. not, it's not helping. And so just, it's interesting to me, the, 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 the dialogue that you must have had with yourself and, and really kind of working through that aspect. And so was that like through, cause you said you graduated college in 98. So was that basically through most of college? Was it a little bit before that? Yeah. And I was like, um, I'm going to get through college and I'm going to move. And then that's where I'm going to come out. And that's when I call, I went to Atlanta for about a year and a half. And I call Atlanta. That's where I was, I was a debutante. That's where I came out. <laughs> I like it. Um, I like it. And then I started my, I was working for a CPA firm and I started my job and I uh, started dating this guy, the first guy I've ever dated and um, meeting him at this bar. And I see uh, my senior manager, like 15 people in front of me in line to get into the same bar. I was like, um, I'm I'm dead now. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you realize I'm here for the same reason, right? Like you don't need to be um, concerned. And And you didn't know about him either, right? I had my ideas, but you know, it's a new job in a new city with sure. new people. I was just trying again to trying to like be unnoticed. Sure, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't want to stand out. Right. But so you're seeing him, and he's saying, "Look, like it, we're we're good. Mm-hmm. We're good here." And that's, man, it's 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 tough, right? Like it's it's not something. And this is what's what's interesting to me is because as an ally, like it is something that I'm wholly supportive of being able to raise awareness and help do good in the community with pride and, and like this podcast as an example, but, but it's not something that I can one-to-one relate to, you know, because for me, it's just, you know, I didn't go through this process. I mean, I think we all go through our own processes as far as figuring out who we are and, and what, what aspect wholly we are and we bring to the table. But I think in these ways, it's interesting to me to, to kind of, uh, to, to talk through this because I know we had Jeff on, we talked about, he said, you know, he, he was trying to be, uh, he was in training and he was trying to, to watch himself and the language he used. And then he said, yeah, I'm go- I've got a date with this guy. And he realized I just outed myself by the choice of words. And for me, I go, that's not even like something I ever think about. And you're talking about in the same way about you're trying to watch what you say and where you go and how you present yourself kind of a thing. And it, it's gotta be, really difficult because you're you're using so much of your your day-to-day interaction brain power whatever on this this construct that is you know a rough draft of who you are right like it's not the whole part that you bring to the table and so i'm it's it's really cool to see it's interesting to see i guess i should say how we've come, not just as a society, excuse me, that was a lot of not just as a society, but on a, on a individual one-on-one basis. And so I guess if you had some, and we're going to, we're going to kind of go into a couple more areas as well, but if you've had, if someone's listening right now and is really struggling with coming out, whether that's coming out here at Fidelity, coming out in general, what is some advice that you would give to them? Whether, regardless of age, what advice would you kind of give to them? Um, you know, every journey starts with the first step. I know it's uh, an old saying, but you really, you need to have to have the courage, you know, a, even if it's a conversation with yourself, uh, to have that conversation, uh, to be able to move forward. And uh, just, you know, start to get involved and volunteer. Um, you know, no matter how bad that you um, think that your situation may be, 
there's definitely people that are that are far worse off. Um, and being able to help them and lift them up a little bit is extremely satisfying. Sure. Um, and it's just, you know, it just helps you see the humanity in the world. Um, it just makes you want to, you know, you know, help and support your community. Right. And I think doing stuff like that, you'll just, you'll start to develop the pride. Sure. Um, of that. You're like, yeah, I am. And I, I totally am. And I'm yeah. proud of that. And absolutely. Oh, that's so great. And it, it's, it's so true. Like it is an old saying, but it, it is accurate. You got to, you, you got to take that first step. And I think what you're talking about and advocating for is fantastic. Find a way to get involved because then you can start developing those relationships, start doing some community work, get on a one-to-one level with people and really start opening up and understanding this is who I am. This is, this is the whole aspect of me. And then I think, you know, to your point, that's going to make those next several steps easier because that first step is always the hardest. However, it is. You however, think you're going to fall off a cliff. Sure. <laughs> And what I think we've seen a lot in talking with you, talking with Jeff, and talking with others is that you you might stumble, but you're not going to fall all the way. Everybody, you have a support system and a support group. Whether or not that you realize that they're there, there is a support system for everyone. And and all, in a lot of cases, family and friends already knew this, and we're just waiting on you to let them know, okay, great, we're, we can all stop pretending now. <laughs> like, we, we, we're all on the same page. And I think that's fantastic. Now, I know that you are married, so I want to know, how did you meet your husband? Tell us that story. Uh, online. Very cool. So how long did you guys, so you guys met and you linked up, and what was that experience like for you, the dating and You and know, everything? it was really, really quick. He moved into my 350-square-foot studio <laughs> San Francisco with a dog and a cat. Oh, wow. <laughs> in about three months. Uh, so we met in January. He moved in, I think, in April. Okay. Uh, we were engaged in October, and we're married on November 1st. One of the reasons for the quick engagement was um, in California, Proposition 8 oh, was on the ballot. Sure. So the summer of 2008, the governor said gay marriage is legal. Right. Um, so about mid-October, I proposed. Yeah. We had a two-week engagement. We got rings, a photographer, yeah. a wedding license. And I uh, just made it made it work, and now uh, we just celebrated ten years of marriage. Congratulations! Last fall, and um, so it's been great. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And so you met him in San Francisco, and you guys got married, and then and you're here. And so how did how is he enjoying Dallas Forth? Dallas, Dallas. Is, Dallas is great. I mean, we're um, in Central Dallas in North Oak Cliff, and uh, love our neighborhood, love our uh, community. You know, it's a good combination of residential away from it all but also being close to you know the city for theater art and restaurant sure. it's been great i have a 35 mile commute but it's not that bad and um uh yeah we like dallas a lot it's a, but it's a great it's a very great place to live with great people um and uh you can have a very comfortable lifestyle here without nearly as much work as you would elsewhere that's very true that's very true i like it and it's, if it's, you're <laughs> if when you're in your 40s like the idea of living in a crowded apartment uh with walls that aren't insulated right. and you hear <laughs> your neighbors and you have to you know it's not as gritty right but uh it's, it's very relaxing i like it very nice well brian one last thing i want to say thank you for being out and proud thank you joe it's been great if you would like to know more about how you can get started with Fidelity Investments today, go to fidelitycareers.com. That's fidelitycareers.com to get started on your Fidelity career today.